Hey guys, welcome to F1 in the Sun with your hosts, McKenna, Joe, and Zach. Welcome back to episode two. We're going to be reviewing the Canadian Grand Prix. It is a beautiful rainy day here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, it's looking a lot like the uh, practice sessions and qualifying outside right now. Yeah, I looked a little bit earlier and it said we're supposed to get about uh, six inches of rain in some parts of this area. Yeah, it's going to be very, very wet. But uh, let's look back at our predictions, see how we did. Yes, Joe is coming in with the perfect prediction. Three for three on the podium. Yeah, I was uh, I was very good with this, you know. Hope to keep it going the rest of the season. Got Verstappen right, which, you know, easy pick. We shouldn't vote for those next time. It's almost too easy, like the middle card at Cardinal Bingo card. Uh, and then Alonso and then Hamilton I got right as well. Moving on to McKenna, who... Uh, yeah. I got Max right and Alonzo, so I got two. I'm going to give myself two and a half, considering I just very vaguely said Mercedes and didn't really give a prediction whether that was going to be Lewis or Russell, but we, uh, yeah, we'll do two and a half, Zach. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pulling a Logan Sargent on Williams, and I'm bringing up the rear. Uh, there you are. I was hopeful for Lance Stroll to get up there, considering this is his home race. He did have a good race, in my opinion. He had a couple moments where, you know, he felt like the pressure got to him in that last hairpin. Trying to get around on the outside, he sent it a little too far in there. Yep. But uh, that that last finish line go, three hundredths of a second. Yeah, I mean, you blink, you miss it. You had to, uh, we had to go back and watch it again. See, uh, we heard it on the announcements a bit, and they were like, oh, what did we miss? And yet, just before the finish line, he snuck past him to uh, take up ninth position. Yeah, we, after uh, Norris's penalty, we were all focusing on Norris trying to get around the uh, the Alpine with that dancing Rear wing. wing. That was yeah. our bestie SD. <laughs> that was that was Esteban Ocon with that sketchy wing. I'm surprised there was a. It wasn't the meatball flag. Yeah, no. If that was a Haas, he would have been forced in the pits and retired for the rest of the race. But yeah, I guess uh, it doesn't count that way for Alpine. So. Nope. Count his lucky feathers. They need the points. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, so does Haas, though. Yeah, but they're small. They don't. They don't matter. No. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. Plus, they're American, you know. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, better European bias. Yeah. So, but you know, going into reviewing this race, I do want to say, first off, Ferrari in the top five, both cars. Yeah, they did a very, very good job this race, and they didn't mess up the strategy. Although there, there was a couple moments where you did hear signs wanting to, yep. to switch positions because he felt like he had this pace. But pit stops were clean. I think they were high twos, high two second stops. Yeah, about average of everyone else as well. Yeah, and uh, no crashes, no spins. I guess they saved that all for practice and qualifying. Exactly. Might as well get it out of their blood right then. Right. Um, yeah, they did great. I know there was a little bit of frustration between on the radio messages with them, but considering they la- made the mediums last so long, what is it, just about re- half race distance, I think? Yeah, I think they I think they went almost almost a half race. I think they were three three laps short or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something but... like that, and it was, yeah, great race from them. Um, and then looking back a little bit, Checo, he, we expected him for further up, being, you know, in the Red Bull, that's so dominant, like, P6, really, and he couldn't get past Zingle Ferrari. It's kind of uh, disappointing, to be honest. I support the guy. I want him to win. I want him to beat Verstappen in the uh, championship. but Yeah, I agree. It was 
It almost looked like he didn't have Red Bull pace. You know, for being in a Red Bull, it's... He looked like a Williams. He and but even he didn't even have that much straight line speed. Did you see him in the Williams going at it for speed? Yeah, it was. And he didn't pull as easily as I expected him to. Do you think he was struggling a little bit this this race? Is it the car? Is I don't it... think it's been just this race. Like he's, I don't know how much of it is. It maybe it's he's just not agreeing with the car, or maybe you know it's just in his head at this point mm-hmm. where it's like he's arguably fighting for his life right now. Yeah. So that puts a lot of pressure on a guy. Absolutely. So I, I do have to say though, Leclerc, Sainz, and Perez—they all did move up six spots. Yeah, they did. Um, but again, yeah, it's, you expect the Red Bull to be up there. You definitely would expect them to be a little higher. The Ferraris again, great job this race. Mm-hmm. Great, great race. Yeah, and um, you know he's he's kind of gone silent this this year so far. But we got to talk about P10, Valtteri. Yeah, he did fantastic. You know he's. He's been kind of P15 and lower of yep. recent and uh, coming in on that. Now, we do have to credit that to Norris's five-second penalty. It definitely helps. But at the same time, you know, he's not sitting in P15. He's he's sitting in that final point spot in the Alfa Romeo. Yeah, which they desperately need at this point because they're uh, yeah lacking a bit behind in the championship. Yeah, great race from him. I don't know what he uh, pulled out, but fantastic race. Yes, it's, it's nice to see a bottom feeder. Up in the points. 100%. We need it more. And it's it's sad to say that about Valtteri, but, you know. I don't know if it's so much him or it's just the car. Because, I mean, Joe has been a bit higher than him typically in the races, which is sad to see as well. I mean, great for him. Yes. Sad for Valtteri. Yeah. Uh, Joe Guanyu was coming in at P16 this race. He didn't have the best race. No, he kind of just stayed at the back the whole race. No, but hey, you know, you can keep your seat as long as you're better than Sergeant. Exactly. You know, having... How many laps did he do this race? Well, to be fair, it was a mechanical issue with the engine. Yeah, but, you know... He could have done okay. Out of of all the drivers to happen to. Yeah. It happened to Sergeant. It's bad to happen to him. I mean, he could have been in a good race because he was... uh, Where was he? He was 19 uh, with qualifying, but, you know... um, with that Williams, it's slippery. People can't pass it. If you would have, you know, gone long, you know, hard at the start, let everyone go pit stops, and uh, he could have been up, you know. We're pe- same uh, same with what happened to Perez, you know. Started him on the hards. Yep. He ran the same distance as the Ferrari, I think a little bit longer, if my memory serves correct. Uh, Yeah, like 10 laps further, maybe yep. 15. But, you know, Sergeant just, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Obviously, this race in particular, we had to kind of a tribute to the mechanical failures of the Williams, but I don't know. Him and DeVries, it's it's tough with those two, especially DeVries. You know, DeVries causing that collision with Magnuson. I don't uh, know I don't know what that was, if it was just tunnel vision on getting the position. But you know, he, he effectively ruined his and Magnuson's race. Yeah, they both ended up right at the back. It was very, very sad to see. Because, uh, I mean, the Hasses weren't doing tremendous this race. No, it, it was it was a little hard to see Hulkenberg fall that far back. Yeah, he went ended up in... Uh, P15. P15. You know, a, la- is... a lap down. 
sad to see considering he came from effectively second. I know right. the three place yeah. he put pushed pushing back a little bit, but sad to see from him. It, just, it honestly was like seeing a different car. They just between, don't have the uh, between, race pace between Haas's qualifying. But even even in qualifying, you know, he was putting better and better and laps in over time in qualifying and and in the race, it's just it was worse, worse, worse. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that Haas, but I'm hoping they get it fixed soon so they can at least be uh, up in the points consistently again, which yeah. is where they should be, because they were doing a little bit good, and then it just seems to be dropping down. So maybe they need to get another sponsor and get some more money in there. Yeah. Oh, they need a lot more money, Joe. That they do. They, uh, yeah, being the smallest team in F1, they, uh, yeah, they need a lot more money. Yeah, looking back at the uh, the start of the race here, uh, when Lewis overtook Alonso, first corner. It was and, a very uh, it was a very good start by Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, tremendous. We I will say that we saw flashes of of old Lewis of old time. I it's hard to say old because you know it was like three years ago, but <laughs> it feels like a long time. It, it does feel like a long time ago. You know, it was nice to see Hamilton not only be able to finish on the podium but keep the podium. Exactly. You know, the top three finished where the top three started. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean Hamilton. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I mean, yeah, as soon, but as soon as Alonso passed Hamilton, lap 23, we just could never get it back. Well, no. I mean, I think, too, with the exiting of the pit lanes, kind of those two trying to exit at the same time, I think they were, it was going to be Lewis giving that position to Alonso anyways. It was... It was close. That brings I mean, it was, me. It was up close, too. but I mean, either way, at least there was no penalty called because either way, Alonso took that spot. So I, I mean, either way, I kind of had a feeling Lewis was gonna at least make podium. Um, but whether that was P two or P three, but I think it all kind of worked itself out in the end. I, I do have to. Uh, I, I feel like we have to attribute some of that situation to Alonso's veteran craftiness. You know, it didn't look that close, but him swerving and throwing up his hand made the stewards take a look at it. Uh, I think he was a little bit more dramatic than it needed to be, and I think you could see that in Toto Wolf a little bit, too, when they briefly showed his little expressions and hand motions when they brought that up. Yeah, but yeah, we can attribute that to, you know, Alonzo's craftiness. Is You know, a rookie wouldn't do that, but Alonzo knows that if he makes it look worse than it seems... They're gonna they're gonna look at it, mm-hmm. and I mean talking about the Stewarts, Lando's five second penalty for uh, well they called it unsportsmanlike behavior. Which have we ever seen an unsportsmanlike? I don't, oh, not really. I, I don't remember because I, I could be drastically wrong, and I'm sure somebody will correct me. But um, looking back, I can't remember one. But apparently, it was for uh, backing up cars during the safety car. Yes, he but, was. McLaren was going in for a. A double stop. Exactly. They were going to stack and he wanted to make a little extra space, which you have to admit drivers do do. That they do. It just was a little weird with uh, how they called it. Rather than, because they could have called it as a error under the safety car, opposed to unsportsmanlike conduct. Kind of weird phrasing from the FIA there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did essentially ruin his race. You know, he was stuck in that DRS train. He tried. I, we have to give him credit. That man tried. He did. Pretty much everything he could think of to pass that car without getting another penalty. Yeah. You know, even down to the last lap going wheel to wheel on that back straight. Even though it just didn't work out for him. No. He gave it his all, but. 
yeah, he gave it his all, and it's, it's sad to see him finish in P13, but... But talking about a, a good race, before it ended, was Russell's. He yeah. did, minus the crash at the start, which, you know, put him at the back of the race. He then got up pretty high. He did. And uh, was gaining places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I remember even commenting on his his racing lines, because at the time, I didn't know he was having an, uh, an overwear problem on his brakes yep but on that back street not taking the slipstream and going right down to the bottom to get that clean air exactly yeah trying to get some cool air away from the drs train yeah and then um yeah that unfortunate message telling him to retire the car yeah lap 55 yeah. disappointing he could have uh, done very good for points this year but... yeah yeah that definitely would have helped mercedes and the constructors as well having both their cars up there yeah um yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting between Mercedes and Aston Martin for the rest of the season. It will be, that's for sure. And, I mean, Ferrari can even be put in that conversation if they continue this way. Yeah, if they continue good behavior I'm and not, learn I'm not, their lessons. I'm not going to hold my breath because this is Ferrari. <laughs> no, um, no, they're, uh, they definitely got a questionable history. But, hey, maybe they've finally started to learn some. Well, uh, I mean, the future will tell us. Um, but talking about good performances was Albon. Holy Drive, Jesus. Dr- driver of did. the day. Amazing. Yes, driver of the day to oh. Alexander Albon. P7 for yes. Williams. And a very well-deserved P7. That man oh. was fighting. Fantastic. Always. Holding that DRS train, and that just attributes to the Williams speed, you know, mm-hmm. on that back straight, being able to keep the cars behind him in the DRS train. And he's just able to, whenever there's a corner, you know, protect the apex exactly where he needs to be so that no one can pass him. Oh, tremendous, tremendous job. So proud of him. So happy. Finally, he's somewhere he should be. Yes. In a car that shouldn't be there. Oh, 100%. There should not, <laughs> arguably, there should not be a Williams in the top top 10. It's nice to see one there. And, uh, you know, if he keeps his pace up, he might not be in a Williams for long. And if you haven't already heard his celebration um, via radio, go check that out on Instagram on the, is it the F1 Instagram? Yes, or is the, that? F, yeah. the F1 official Instagram. He, uh, he celebrated. He's, very, he's very known well. as a. A calm, respectable very, man. Yeah. And very, very he smart. acted like a five-year-old in a candy store. Yeah. Which was nice to see. It yeah, was well-deserved. It was very, absolutely. very well-deserved. That is essentially a P1 for Williams. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it was P7, but... I mean, it's the same celebration that we got when Esteban was on P3 yep. earlier this season. Very excited. Very happy team. So, I mean, very much well-deserved for... for Alex this time that does that does put them on the tails of Haas and the constructors how many points are they behind we have an updated standings we have Red Bull with 321 points Mercedes with 167 that's a gap and a half hey that (laughs) you know what you could combine Mercedes and Aston Martin with Aston Martin coming in 154 wow and yeah it'd still still be be close Ferrari at 122 Alpine at 44 McLaren still sitting at 17 with Piastri finishing in 11th and Norris obviously coming in at 13th. Then you got Alfa Romeo with that point from Botas yep. with nine points. Haas with eight. Williams with seven. And Alfa Tauri with two. Wow. But we can, let's just reword that. Yuki Sonoda with two. Yeah, that's a lot better phrasing there. Um, but yeah, Williams is... One point behind Haas, two points behind Alfa Romeo. You know, they're, and I mean, in the constructors, second last 
and fourth last is, is a big difference in your prize money. That it is. And Williams arguably could use that. You know, Alfa Romeo is well known on their way out. Yep, the uh, Chinova by uh, who's taking them? I think Audi, correct? Audi's taken over. Yeah, we can we can cover that. Yeah, we'll in dive into that in a later episode. That's, that's not happening for a long time. <laughs> no, nope, few years on that one. But yeah, it's nice to see these these teams, Williams, Alfa Romeo, getting these crucial points. You know that they need. Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see at the end of the season where about all the teams lie in that in the constructors. Yeah. Um, a personal underperformance for me. Um, he didn't have the best weekend as Yuki Sonoda. You know, coming in at P14, he just didn't look like himself. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, you know, qualifying the practice sort of threw him up with the rain and stuff and he wasn't really used to it maybe. But, yeah, he's not usually uh, that low down. No, he looked like Nick DeVries this weekend a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's sad to see, but, you know, never know for next weekend. Maybe he'll be... Uh, Better up, more points in it. Maybe he should uh, take a page out of Alonzo's book and say, "You're not going to see me under P12 anymore." Yeah, <laughs> that definitely worked for him. Hey, right? up to P2. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, see what happens next time. Yeah, it'll it'll be a it'll be an interesting weekend. We're in. Uh, where are we next weekend? Like you know what? I honestly cannot remember because my memory is terrible. We're in oh, uh, Austria. Austria. We're oh my goodness, the we Red are, Bull Ring. We're in Red Bull's home home country next weekend. But typically, I have to say they don't have a great track record there. They don't surprisingly, but Haas do. They seem to seem to like that track. They do, they do, they do, and it's it's going to be interesting. But um, yeah, we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, in uh, in next week's podcast. Yeah. I think. it was overall a good weekend for the Canadian Grand Prix. Yeah, it was a good race. Interesting, yeah. kept you. Uh, Kept you watching. Yes, and it's a very historic place. You know, they've been racing there since the 70s. Yeah, I think 1978 or yeah. something. They we're, we're on 50 years of the safety car as of this weekend with yep. with them starting in Canada. You know, it's, it's very nice. There's a lot of history here too, you know. A few years ago, you had Lewis Hamilton, Ty Ayrton Senna for 41 career wins, and now you've got Max Verstappen doing it here in 2023. Yeah, I mean, talking about Max, he's just going to keep going and going. Yes, it's... He, he's got the championship in the bag at this point. 40, 41 career wins, and he's in his ninth season. It's, yeah. it's going to be it's, interesting to see. Uh, yeah, he's, he's coming up on uh, Prost and Vettel, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. The only question is, how many more records is he going to break? Yes, by the end of the season. Exactly. Prost is at uh, 51 career wins, and Sebastian Vettel, I believe, is 53. Oh, so, which uh, is doable this year. Yep. I mean, this this was round so nine. Round nine of, we can call it 22 because we didn't end up racing in Imola. Yep, that's true. Yeah, yeah. we uh, unfortunately, to the flooding events, hopefully they're all okay down there. Yes. Starting to rebuild and stuff. Heard uh, quite a few houses actually got washed out there. But we've, uh, yeah, hopefully they're starting to rebuild and recover from it. And hopefully we can give them back some money in next year's race. For sure. A huge shout out to Yuki Sonoda who stayed behind to help clean up after the uh, aftermath of that. Yeah, it was really good to see. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's the Canadian Grand Prix. That's our opinions, our overperformers, our underperformers, Logan Sargent. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to Austria. Yeah, it'll be good.
Hey everyone, if you liked what we talked about today in our podcast and everything else we'll talk about in the future, the best way to support us is by subscribing to our podcast, both on Spotify and Apple podcast, as well as giving us a five-star review. We do have social media as well. So check us out on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at F1 in the sun. All of the information will be linked in the descriptions of every podcast, as well as in the description of our Apple and Spotify podcasts. And we will see you next week.